Precure Podcast Engage. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Precure Podcast Engage, the podcast where we try and watch the entire Pretty Girl franchise. I am Charlie, your fairy partner, Cheapo. And I am Protector of the Light, Cure Cassidy. And today, we are watching episode 4 of Fritari Wa. A miracle, the art museum comes to life. Oh, dang it, I forgot about the bit. I was thinking about it earlier, I need to look it up. Ah. <laughs> also known as... Oh wait, you know, you read the regular Japanese title. Oh no, I was reading the one that's on Crunchyroll. Yeah, they switched over to having the uh, Japanese titles. Curse Crunchyroll. Yes, it is Mystery at the Museum, or A Miracle? The Art Museum Comes to Life. Yes, and we start off this episode where, if you remember in a previous episode, I'm not sure if it was two, no, I think it was, was it two where they started talking about, uh, Having Nagisa and Honoka run the uh, field trip? I think that was just three. Yeah, okay. So, in three they talked about how they're gonna have those two run the field trip. And so this episode is the field trip. So we were right that they would be uh, coming, they would be doing the field trip during one of the, one of the next episodes I can talk. So... Everyone's getting on the bus to head off to the museum, and Nagisa, as she's wont to do, is thinking about what happened last episode. She says that because of Meeple and Mipple coming to the Earth, now they have to fight monsters. I don't really think they're to blame for having to fight monsters. I feel like it's on the, the Dusuku zone is more to blame why you have to fight. Yeah, but they're after the prism stones, which the meeples have. I that think. is true. They do have them, right? but I feel like they weren't the ones that brought the evil people here. But as Nagisa is sitting there spacing out, thinking about what happened last time, Honoka and the teacher walk up to her, and it's like time to get on the bus so they can go and get everything started. We also learn that the principal and the vice principal are coming on this field trip. I don't really feel like that's happened when I've been on field trips, like the principal and the vice principal also joined. Um, it's, I've had that happen like on like large scale field trips that aren't just a single class. Like if it's uh, this entire grade of the school is going on a field trip, then sometimes they'll go along. I'm trying to think. I feel, oh, well, I feel like the only, like, full field trip I can remember, well, I guess I've had some in the past. It's been a while since I've been in school. <laughs> I do think when we went on our senior field trip, the, one of them came along, but I don't remember clearly. But they're on the bus, and they're up in the front, like, reading off of a book about the people who they're gonna go see, like their ex exhibits from Leonardo da Vinci, Monet, the Degas, Renoir. I'm probably messing up some of those names. They're, you know, all you those know, famous oh, artists. Yeah, just the big names. Yeah. 
we also learned that Honoka wrote, like, everyone has these books that they're looking at, and Honoka wrote all the words, and Nagisa drew pictures, and her pictures are really good. I loved looking at them, because Nagisa is not an artist. Yeah, it's very good. <laughs> and this is where we're introduced to one of the uh, other students in their class. Her name yes, we're introduced to a young art gay. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Because she, cause they point out that her hair looks just like Nagisa. And she's like, yeah, you know, I, I admire her and I just want to be as cool as her. So I copied her hairstyle. And I'm like, that's pretty gay. And this is Mayu, who is a member of the art club. Yes. And she starts, like, just info-jumping about her favorite artist. Like, she just starts unloading, like, all this information about his background. Like, how, when he was growing up, he wasn't really, like, good at anything. And... Yeah, and this will be the first time they show his painting Stardust Dinner Party in Japan. Yes, I really like that name as a title, Stardust Dinner Party. It's incredible. Yes. And I like that someone else in the on the bus was like, wow, she's putting the queen of knowledge to shame. Mm-hmm. And Hanukkah's just like, huh? <laughs> I mean, she does know a lot, but I feel like Hanukkah has more broader knowledge compared to this more specific knowledge about an artist. Did we say what the artist's name is? What the artist um, name? His name is... I have it written down... Uh, where is it? Mario Piccarini. Piccarini. What a great name. It's a good name for a fake artist. Yes. And now we cut to our favorite villain. I mean, he's the only villain we've seen so far. Besides the <laughs> Jakku King. Yeah, Pissard's here getting yelled at in what seems to be Hell's Meeting Room. It's got like a table and everything. <laughs> yeah. And we finally get to see, not clearly like everyone's cast in shadow but Pissard, but you can mm -hmm. kind of see the other villains that are probably going to show up later. There's like, I think it looks like there's like about five of them. You kind of see like this woman who's like berating him. It's the people from the end credits. Yeah, so if you haven't seen the end credits, you might not know who they are. And they're talking about how, you know, he's not doing a good job and like, are there pretty cares really that hard to fight against? Like, come on, piss, are you getting your butt handed to you by a bunch of middle schoolers? Mm-hmm. It's very ominous. Cause you know for sure that one of these people are just like, you're on the end times. Like, one of us is gonna replace you soon. Yeah, it's... It, they very clearly are all hold higher positions than him as well. I'm pretty sure. We learn one of their names. Uh, it's one of the guys in the group. His name is Kira. Kira hmm. But that's the only name we have now besides Pissard. I feel like that's a better name than Pissard. I can't wait to stop saying the name Pissard. <laughs> oh. But we cut back to the art museum and... Everyone's looking at the paintings. There's this beautiful stained glass that they're shown. Yes. 
Um, so it will be important later. It will. Uh, some of the other students try and go off to, like, look at paintings, and Nagisa kind of, like, pushes them back to the rest of the group, like, no, we gotta stay. Like, there's a specific path to take in the museum, and we gotta stick to it. Can't go off. That feels weird to me. I don't think... I think I may have been in, like, one museum that was like this. The only thing that I've been in that's, like, followed this set path consistently is, like, an Ikea. <laughs> I mean, I get it if you want them to, like, stick with the chaperone group or something, but... It's kind of a weird layout for a museum, I feel. Yeah. I've only been in a few museums in the past, but I feel like there was never, like, a set path to travel. As long as you're not, like, going off somewhere where you shouldn't be, you're fine. Mm-hmm. But, uh, they see, uh, they end up looking at a painting called The Dancer, and Nagisa is asked a bunch of questions about it, and she's like, uh, you need to give me some time. I'm not sure... And then... And then Meeple. And then Meeple starts talking. And it seems like people can hear his voice, but they're not. Yeah. So, I don't know what people hear when Meeple starts talking. Well, he's just saying, hey, this time. And he's, they're just like, hey, what's that voice? So it's definitely a voice. Yes. I mean, if someone's pocket starts talking in a weird, high-pitched voice, I'd be pretty confused. Well, I guess nowadays, I'd be more like, I think your phone's going off, or, you know, like, you left the game on? I'm not sure. <laughs> and I feel like back then, it's more like, it's different. Uh, 2004, I remember watching a lot of ringtone commercials, so. Yeah. That's fair. Dial 4834, and the code, and then you'll get the ringtone messaging and data rates apply <laughs> that's true i think i just didn't have a phone at the time because i didn't get a phone oh i super didn't either i didn't get a phone to like high school and it was like yeah maybe not for middle schoolers but yeah i mean maybe it's different in japan i i can't really say i don't live there yeah but uh nagisa runs off to deal with meeple She's like, I let you stay awake, and you promised that you wouldn't say anything, and... and he's just like, oh, but I want Mipple. He just really... Or I'm gonna yell. He just really wants to see his girlfriend. He's like, I need to see Mipple. And Nagisa's like, no, you, you can't. You gotta behave. No, Nagisa, I... The moment Mipple said, Mipple said, I want to see her or I will yell, she should have just drawn the sleep card. Yeah, she should just do it. Put it, put him to bed. You know, because he's. I don't feel like Meeple is very like inclined to behave. He seems very kind of like I just want to do what I want to do. But luckily yeah. enough for him, uh, Honoka shows up, so he gets to see Meeple, and the two of them appear back in the full fairy forms. Oh, that reminds me. I was gonna mention this at the start of the podcast. I didn't mention it in three, and I wanted it to. Uh, for those who may not be watching along with, like, along with us, or just listening to podcasts, and you're wondering 
why do Mipple and Meeple stay in their cell phone forms? It's because they don't have enough energy in the world of, in the field of Rainbow to stay that way. So they can only appear as full fairies some of the time. I feel like we've covered that about two or three times now. Are you sure? Or at least once on podcast. Yeah. I, I, I thought one of us brought it up when they said it in the show. I haven't edited episode three yet. So we might have said that. But if we did, here it is again. Just in case you forgot, listeners. Yeah. So they appear as fairies and they just kind of like rub against each other in joy because they finally get to spend some time together. And Negasa's like, you can't do that here. There's too much fragile stuff. You're probably going to break something. I would also think that. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what fragile stuff? So she goes over to a statue of a dancer, and yep. she's like, listen, it may look hard, but... And she doesn't get to finish her sentence before she pulls off the finger of this statue. And then yep. immediately pulls off the arm and tries to stick it back on. <laughs> and... She eventually gets the arm back onto the statue, but the hand was kind of like uh, bent at the elbow and like, but like upwards. So the hand's kind of like posed up. And when she sticks it back onto the statue, it's posed down now. So it looks like the statue's kind of like touching her butt. Yeah, this is uh, just proof that Nagisa and Honoka are part of Generation Remix. <laughs> And this statue will come up later, which I was, I enjoyed that it was referenced later, like, what happened. It got closure. Yes. But we finally get to see the painting that Mayu was talking about earlier, because it's apparently in the same room as this statue. And it's a boy that's sitting on a field and like there's like comets like shooting stars coming down from the sky mm -hmm. and Mipple starts looking at it and she's like you know this seems kind of familiar like something about it seems and then Honeka points at the comet like a bright pink comet and says hey is that Mipple and Mip Mipple Meeple says it is her and they're really confused by this because of course there's paintings from 1904 and this is 2004, so how did she get here a hundred years ago? And she starts talking about how she can kind of remember, like, traveling, and you see, like, I think the first place we see in this flashback is that, uh, she's in Persia, and it looks kind of like, I'm not sure exactly what the first place is, but... Then she goes to, like, Egypt, and then to America, and then finally to Japan, where she says the first time she opened her eyes, she was in Honoka's storage room. Mm-hmm. And they're pretty confused, because they're like, how did you get here a hundred years ago? Because Meeple says that he didn't arrive that long. Like, his he arrived the day that he met Nagisa. But he says that he left the day after Meeple. Mipple. Mm-hmm. One of these days I will not get their names mixed up. Today's not that day. <laughs> and Mipple mentions that, uh, I guess the 
other people from where they're from said either when you enter or leave the field of rainbows time works differently yeah she says senior that whoever senior is said this hmm. and honoka starts like thinking about it like oh yeah i've heard about these things before like time travel honoka honoka says specifically the Mepo's age has been a subject of research. <laughs> By who? I mean... You'd be the only one, and you're always doing other science stuff instead. And also, it's only been two weeks, three weeks tops. Maybe her grandma did some research, and that's why she's in the storage room. Hmm. Uh, but while Honoka is imagining science and blackboards, Nagisa is imagining... Her with the fishing rod riding a turtle underwater, which is 100% the dream. Yes. <laughs> I really like that. She's, like, thinking about it. I didn't realize she was underwater until it looked like she was, like, starting to, like, drown under the water. But it's yeah, really good. Yeah, her, her dream self realizes that she's underwater and starts to drown. And then they hear someone talk, and the... Uh, fairies immediately go back into cell phone. Well, no, they're already in the cell phone form. They immediately just, like, drop into their pockets mm -hmm. so that they could hide. And we see Mayu, and she's admiring this picture because she's like, yeah, this is the painting that I was talking about made by my favorite artist. And we see Picarini's self-portrait that looks like anime chimney sweep Chim Tim Curry. Yeah, <laughs> he definitely has a look to him. It's like if, if like an eleven-year-old chimney sweep from Mary Poppins had like a Robert Downey Jr. goatee. Yeah, and she starts talking about how he was really frustrated the day that the painting was made, like at not this like he didn't make the painting this day but like the day this painting is referencing he was frustrated at school and he went stargazing and we cut to an actual scene of him stargazing as this young boy and he's watching as the stars start falling and he's like oh i wish i could have some talent and then just like nagisa when she wished on shooting stars he is immediately hit in the head <laughs> with a cell phone. Only this time it's Mipple. Yep. These... Pretty Cure Picarini. How? You know, I wish that would be something. That would be one. It would be something. But we won't get any boy Pretty Cures until, uh, what was the name of the last? Hug, Hug Cho. Which has the first. You should all watch it because it's really good. But... Uh, we cut to Pissard showing up to the museum. He apparently has Medusa eyes because he's just able to turn people to stone just by looking at them. Yeah, why hasn't he been doing this, like, constantly? I don't know. It would see. It seems really useful just just turn people to stone. Like, why didn't he do this t when he was fighting Cure Black and Cure White before? Yeah, um, speaking of which, they're not on the bus because when they went to get on the bus, the principal, the vice principal, and Mayu were all not with the rest of the group. Yeah. Mayu's um, trying to, uh, is she's like sketching the painting? 
whereas the principal and vice principal have just lost track of time looking at a painting of like an ox. Yeah, I'm not sure what exactly they were looking at. I also don't think it's a good thing that they got distracted. You're supposed to be watching over these students. They're just tagging along. Yeah, that's true. So Pissard ends up going into the museum and he starts turning everyone in there to stone. And he sees Mayu from the back of her head. And like before, she has the same haircut and kind of the same hair color as Nagisa. So Pissard's like, ah, yes, there's one of them. Except for it's- And then Mayu seemingly gets obliterated. There's no statue left or anything. I mean, I guess with- Nagisa, like, he would want her to just be, like, gone. Yes. There's no reason to turn her into stone, just, like, completely destroy her. Yeah, it, she is seemingly destroyed at this moment. Nagisa and Honoka come around the corner, and Pissarot sees that, no, he didn't get Nagisa. She's right there. So he summons a Zakena. And... Zakena! And this time, he has done it to the paintings because we see a knight on a horse come out of the painting and one of the suits of armors also comes alive. Yeah, I think it's weird that instead of making monsters out of the things that get zakanaed, they just make parts of them come to life. Yeah. Like parts, like things that were in the paintings come out of the paintings and then the suits of armor start moving around. As opposed to becoming a monster that is paintings or something like that. Yeah. Also, a mammoth also comes out of the painting and tries to attack them. Yeah, this is the most Zakenas we've seen like in a single fight, but because there's so many of them, they keep running into each other. Yeah, <laughs> there's not a lot of space, and Nagisa and Honoka eventually are able to transform. And, uh... But they don't get to do much after they transform because one of the paintings is just like this water that just comes rushing out and just sweeps them down the hall. And a water dragon to go with it. Yes, there's a serpent. I don't think, I mean, we didn't get to see the painting this one came out of, like the entire painting. So I don't know if there was a sea serpent already in this painting or if... I feel like it would be, it would make sense. Yeah. Uh, so it washes them down and eventually they land in like a circular room and Pissard starts to pull all the stone statues up to himself. Oh no, yeah. And he Yes, starts... he creates a hostage tornado. Yeah. I'm really glad that none of the statues ended up like colliding with each other in this tornado because those are real people and if they get broken i feel like they would die no pissard even says like oh you can't attack me now you can't attack me too violently or or else you might break one of the statues and you can only imagine what that would do to the person inside it yeah he's holding all these people like hostage like you can't do anything to me as long as i have this statue tornado and they do try and fight him, but with the tornado and he's just faster than they can move right now, they're not doing mm-hmm. well. And Meepo's so, like... So, yes, the Meepos say, hey, close your eyes and feel with your hearts. Gotta 
feel it in your heart. So they do that. They close their eyes and they're focusing. And they are able to feel his sinister heart. Because they call for their thunders. Yes, and then we actually get a speech this time. Yes. Uh, the beautiful souls of Pretty Cure. And then or it says Honoka, which is finished by Nagisa, who says, We'll crush the sinister hearts. Yes. And it does. He looks like he gets, like, obliterated when they attack him. Yeah, they do the um, marble screw beam attack. And it goes directly through the tornado. Yeah. Pissard tries to, like, jump out of the way to dodge it. And they curve the beam upwards, launching him directly through the stained glass ceiling. Yeah. It, like, if I didn't know he was going to be in the next episode, I would think like they just like murder this man because it looks like he just gets taken out yeah i 100 percent thought this was his last appearance until i saw the um uh post credits the preview for the next episode yeah pissard has one more t- episode left in him i wonder if he is going to die next episode if this is going to take like a sailor moon route where he gets like destroyed or if something else happens to him or if they cure his heart and he becomes like just a dude that that would be amazing honestly he's not even like in the episodes like you just see him in the background kind of like you know buying stuff for dinner yeah he's a hairdresser now (laughs) i would not trust him with my hair Considering his hairstyle, I don't think he has. It takes a lot of work to do that. I'd trust him with only my hair. <laughs> only your hair. Nothing else. I mean, yeah. if, if you want some tips on how to look like a rocker from the 80s, I'm sure he could give you some advice. Um, but after um, Pissard is launched through the sky, all of the statues return to normal. Yes. Um... But there's still no Mayu. Yeah. And then they look at the painting of... What's it called again? Where is it? Stardust Dinner Party. And there's Mayu just sitting on the hill next to Picarini. Yeah. And they're really surprised. They're like, oh. That's weird. I, They say that he saved her. Now, I'm yeah. wondering... Because what do you think happened when Pissard tried to do whatever to her? Do you think... I think Pissard's attack didn't actually work and he noticed. I think he was just going to do the Medusa attack. Yeah. And was surprised but didn't have a chance to think about it because he turned around and then, oh, actually they're over there. I'm just wondering how she got into the painting. I think because he got bonked on the head with the Pretty Cure device, he probably got something out of it. Maybe. Or at least that painting of it, it was imbued with some sort of power that would save an innocent heart or something like that. I mean, that's a good enough reason for me. I feel like it's probably something magical related. And I think, you mm-hmm. know, it's a nice touch that she got to be saved by her favorite artist and to be there and she talks about how she had a dream, like she could see the events of Mipple hitting 
Picarini in the head. Mm-hmm. Which is cool. Uh, um, and after they head back towards the bus, we see in the painting that her pencil is still there. Yeah. Now anyone who looks at this painting is be like, there's a Japanese pencil case in this painting. Just a single pencil, and it has her name on it. Yeah. We also get to see these two uh, guys. I think, I'm sure they're like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Curators. Yeah, curators. They're looking at the statue that uh, Nagisa had kind of destroyed. Well, she didn't destroy it, but she definitely took an arm off of it and... She remixed it. Yeah. And they're like, oh, this is magnificent. This is our first submission from this person. I I think I like it. Let's let's put it in the museum. Yeah. So there you go, Nagisa. You know, you help this guy or girl or whoever made the statue get a job. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's basically the episode. I realized something after the episode ended. Yeah? We didn't get any Gomena. None of the Xycano were actually destroyed. No, I think um, when everyone starts turning back to normal from stones, we see the Gomena, like, moving away from them. So oh, it feels like okay. the stone effect. That. Yeah. We didn't see with the paintings. We, I, when everyone was coming, like, back to normal, they were, like, rushing away from the scene. Mm. Uh, and then the preview for next episode's really good. I brought this up before we started recording, but we know that it's PSR's last episode next time because I already looked up the episode description. But the preview, if you just watch the preview, you won't get that inclination. It's more like Honoka and Aksa are gonna go hang out. It's also interesting if you compare it to like the Sailor Moon uh, anime. Where Jedi, the first bad guy, gets, like, more than twice as many episodes. Oh, yeah. And I feel like the first season of Sailor Moon has about the same amount of episodes. Yeah, um, I think it's 46 for Sailor Moon. Yeah. And the first season of Atari War is only 49 episodes. Because usually Pretty Cure seasons are around like 49, 50, 51. Usually that, because they usually last from February to January. Mm-hmm. Get a week off at the end of the year. Yes. But yes, so next week it is going to be Is It Over Yet? or Serious Trouble, A Desperate Passard. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to seeing how our first villain goes. And to see how well Honasa, Honasa, I guess that's their ship name now. Hmm. Honasa. We'll have to workshop it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see how their time together, their date. Hmm. Yep. Um. Speaking of the cures, uh, we did put up a poll on Twitter, which is not finished being run yet, but as it is now, four hours in. Yes. Um, with four votes, it seems like three of the four people think that I am cure black and you are cure white. 
Are you one of the people who voted? Yes, I am. <laughs> All right. I didn't vote yet, but I should. Which one did you vote for? The the one that's currently in the lead. <laughs> <laughs> but even if I didn't vote, it would still be two to one. That's true. So I guess I'm more pure white than you are. For now. We'll check in again later. I could rig this because I do have six different Twitter accounts on my phone, but I'm not going to. I voted once already. You know, that's true. I only have, well, four counting this one. Although if you Yeah, I'm six counting this one. Although if you vote with, hey, let's talk about it one, then I wouldn't be able to vote with it. Because we both have access to that one. Yeah, I, I have, aside from these two, four that I could use. If you guys want to see the poll, because by the time this episode comes out... Which will it would be, be in, over. It would be way over because this episode's coming out in two weeks from when we're recording it. But you can see the results for yourself on our Twitter account at Prepod Engaged. And if you yes. want to tell me why you think I'm like Kira White or Kira Black, you can find me on Twitter at Magical underscore Pride. And if you want to shower me with praise and compliments... Or just please explain why I am Cure Black, because I do like hearing people's decisions behind decisions. Um, you can find me on Twitter at MadLobotanist, that's M-A-D-L-O-B-O-T-A-N-I-S-T. And if you want to hear us together with our friend Crash, because I mentioned it, so I'll plug it, you can find us on Hey Let's Talk About It, our first episode came out where we talk about podcasts yeah so if i think the twitter for that is hey let's talk cast yes um and if we're just gonna go ahead and plug all of the podcasts uh i also do another podcast with no one else except for my friend lava and occasionally a guest and it's called kids and their dog it's a scooby-doo movie review and recap podcast it's a very good podcast i recommend you guys listen to it and until Next time. We need your help, Meepo. Meepo. Yeah, I